Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray for this day. Lord, keep me on track. Um, Lord, bring your spirit forth, and I pray. Amen. <clears throat> I have a two-word topic, new thing. But boy, as I've, I've been chewing on this for a couple of weeks, God just opened up one path after another. But we're gonna we're gonna work on it. We're gonna follow the hopefully outline I have. Uh, we're gonna start in Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19. 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. <clears throat> Behold, I will do a new thing. And you notice the word before, in front of that is behold. You know, I'd say, behold. Imagine if God from his throne said, and I can't, I can't even do justice to what God's voice would sound like, Behold! Yes. I will do a new thing. And you notice he says, new thing? God's a creative God. He's going to have a way that you'd never thought of before. He's going to have a way that's like, Wow. As compared to, I was, I was reading last night in Luke, and at the end of the temptation, it says the devil left Jesus looking for a more opportune time. The devil has nothing new other than the original temptations that in the Garden of Eden. The same thing's going to come after you time after time. He may dress it up. He may this. He may, but he has nothing new. He has no way to approach you. Which means, what did Jesus use when he was tempted? The Word of God. Do you know the Word of God? Which means you know God. You know of God. You know some of his character. It reveals his character, his spirit, his, his ways, his means. See, God will never do anything that is outside of his word. If he says it, that means he can, you can look up the word of God, you can look through the scripture, you can find his ways and means in there. But the devil? See, he's, there's one other problem too. We're creating God's image. So we have a creative aspect to our character. That's good, that's bad. It's bad because the old man nature, he's going to find creative ways to say, well, I don't have to go to church this Sunday. <laughs> you see, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to come up with, he's going to come, the old man nature is going to come up with creative ways why, oh, man, uh, you know, I can, I can do this. You know, just, it's just a little wrong. It's not that right. You know, it's still within the limits. 
It's creative nature that's sanctified is going to find ways to please God that fit in his word. I'll get to the message eventually. Hang on. New thing. <laughs> I will do a new thing. I'll, looking at 18 and 19, I'm going to get in trouble, but hallelujah. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Hmm. Oh, Lord, help. Because uh, I, want, I need prayer for healing for, for this. Uh, they prayed for me last time. It's going to work. God, well, who do you want me to, you know, do what, how do I pray? Where do I go? You know, uh, this is a scripture I've stood on for the last 10 years. Well, maybe God wants you to stand on a new one. Come on. Come on. Maybe God wants to grow you to a new place. Imagine if you took piano lessons for 20 years, and every week that you went to your instructor and sat down, you played the same piece and the same exercise. No. I remember when I took lessons, you know, it's like, oh, you practice this one, you know it, all right. Next page, let's go. Uh, <laughs> that's going to stretch me. Hallelujah. Do I want to get better? Yeah. Those things of old. <sighs> things I did when I was six years old. Well, I still enjoy the candy and the whatever. But anyway, <laughs> there's things I still enjoy. But there's, there's things beyond. I need to grow as a Christian. Yeah. I need to put those things of old down. Hallelujah. And then the... Th Behold, I will do a new thing. Shall you not know it? Wow. That's not what I'm used to. But do I know God? God, that's, that's beyond my capabilities. Really? Do I know what my capabilities are? Or does God know? Is God going to ask me to do something that he didn't want me to do? What do you mean, go speak to that person? God, I, you know that's not my character. No, but I have the character of God in me. I have, see, I, I, see, hallelujah, Lord. Don't spin out. You ever drag race, you know, if you spin, you hit the gas too hard at first, and you don't throttle it, you sit there and you spin away and you lose the race I will not spin out again this time I hope praise the Lord behold I will make a way in the wilderness anybody facing a problem <laughs> anybody feel like they're walking through the wilderness anybody says oh god my car's in the garage will it ever get done Hallelujah, God. It's in your hands. Will he make a way? Streams into any... Uh, we were, years ago, we went to Arizona, 
It is dry. Every place you drive, sand. Dry sand. But he's going to make rivers. Well, you see, there's just not enough water. God can do it. How dare I tell God he can't do something? I know better than he. I control the universe, not he. Come on. I, know the, I know everything that God doesn't know. Woo! He's going to make a way where there is no way. He's going to feed you. He's going to give you a drink. He's going to feed your thirst. where there was no way. I've got three areas written where God does a new thing. I'm going to close with the fourth. But the first one, and uh, just the Red Sea, 400 years of captivity, and now Moses comes, and my best guess is about 45 days of dickering back and forth between Moses and Pharaoh. Let my people go. No! I'm going to make it harder on them. Every plague just about comes against the God of, e of uh, Egypt. And the final God that he attacks is the God of death. As a matter of fact, Pharaoh chose his own his own um, plague. But anyway, he says, all right, get out of here. So uh, they, uh, can you imagine about the city the size of Dallas moving? That's about the number of people. Whole city of Dallas. And their encampment, minimum. 28 square miles. That's, that's, that's an estimate I read the other day. 28 square miles of encampment wow. for, all the, for all the Israelites. Now, they're camped. They escaped, and they're, they're, God led them. There's the Red Sea here. They're boxed in, and here comes the Egyptian army. The enemy's on its way to kill you and bring you back into captivity. We're going to die. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, we should have stayed in Egypt. Oh, oh. what are we going to do? Go speak to Moses. Moses goes speaks to God. He says, take the staff in your hand. Ellie, I'm going to move. Can I come over here and read? Next slide. Uh, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up thy, your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea. Um, there's no 20 years to build a bridge over the Red Sea, pontoons. There's no 15 or, you know, whatever. Let's take a tunnel underneath Hold out your staff. 
waters parted. Okay, I'm going to tell you a joke. Anyway, this guy was new convert. He's in school. He says, you know, I probably should read the Bible if I'm, I'm going to ministry school. So he goes to the library, starts reading. Yay, God! And guy comes over and he goes, shh, library. He goes, yeah, but you see what God did here? And he goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, and look. Yay! He goes, look, shh, what now? He says, the Red Sea, it parted, and they walked across. He goes, no, 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 no. The wind blew. It was only a couple inches of water blew away. It was a little muddy, but they walked across. The professor doesn't get back to his seat, and all of a sudden the guys jump on the desk yelling, yay, God, yay, God. He goes, what is it now? And he says, you know, God drowned the whole Egyptian army in an inch of water and muddy ground. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. They parted. It's like a, it's, it's water baptism. The water parted, and the water came down and immersed, and the old has passed away, and the new escaped on the other side. Woo! God revealing himself, his character, his deliverance. A new thing. How do you, you know, it's like, when's the last time you know, I got crossed over from, you know, Water Valley to Troy? Water didn't stop. <laughs> he did a new thing. Exodus 17, 6. Here we go again. He brings him into the desert. Yes, God, I'll follow you. Water. God, why are you... They said, We're, God, God brought us out here to die. You see, sometimes when God starts pruning away our old nature, our old reliance, they're used to 400 years of being fed. You know, here's food, here's water. You know, it, they never had to rely on anything other than Pharaoh of the world. Now they're going to have to rely upon God. You in trouble? You need something? You need water? You, you, ask God. He says, I'm going to just paraphrase the story. It's, it's scriptures up there. Anyway, Moses goes, strikes a rock in the middle of the desert. Out comes water, enough to feed and give drink to a million people yeah, wow. and all their cattle. Yeah. The rock, Jesus, on Calvary, was struck with the cross. And enough flowed out of him so that all of us can be fed salvation. In the middle of a desert, I, I, I just, anyway, no, no, wait a minute, you know, just turn, us, we just turn on the spigot. No, God has a way. 
Let's march around Jericho. <laughs> Next slide. Hallelujah. I'm going to come over here and read again. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're behind the walls that are probably 20 foot thick, umpteen feet high, with spears and arrows, probably boiling oil or, or tar to pour down upon you. And you're down here looking up, and he says, I've given it to you. Uh, can you see without faith you might have a slight problem? God says, I'm going to do this. And it's like, uh, God, there, there's, there's a little disconnect here from what I see. But what do you see with your heart? What do you see with your faith? It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all your men of war. You shall go out around the city once. This you shall do six days. Next scripture says, and on the seventh day, you're going to walk around it seven times. Yeah, can you see the uh, guys up on the wall? Hey, Israelites, we're up here. <laughs> Come get us. We're in a walled city. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Come get us if you dare. <laughs> and on the seventh time you march around, you're going to be, uh, be quiet. You get around the seventh time. Everybody turns towards the wall. And when you hear the shofar, the... the the horns blow, shout. Really? You want me to shout and sing praise? What's going to come tumbling down when I, you know? That's a waste of time. Oh, praise you, Lord. Mm, hallelujah. God says, shout, let's shout. Guess what? The whole wall around the whole city came tumbling down flat. So that every man that surrounded the city could attack directly in front of them. There wasn't like one, okay, we got a breach. Let's attack, you know. No, we got a whole, the whole wall is down. Not just part, not just a little bit, not just a short the whole wall came tumbling down, except where Rahab and her family were because they protected the spies. And uh, Joshua said, you know, you'll be saved. 
How's that for a strategy? I'm going to shout at it. It's going to go down. <laughs> shout praise, and the walls of the enemy come tumbling down. Whew. Hmm. Hallowed. Praise God. Uh, let's do something a little uh, more modern for escape. Acts 5, 18 and 19. And they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go to the temple, continue preaching. How's that for bail reform? Imagine an angel walking into a guarded prison where if your prisoner escapes, you're going to die. Opens the doors. Everybody, you know, you know, it's like that's not, not even a Mission Impossible scenario. You know, where they, you know, make all these things, escape through, open the doors, walk out, go to, you know. Can God get you out of a situation where you're locked up? The, 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 and the world won't even know that you're, good, you're out because the next day they said, you know, bring them here. And guess what? They weren't there. Where are they? They're in the temple preaching the same word that you locked them up for. You cannot lock up God. You cannot stop what God wants to do. You're doing the things of God. God's going to make a way for you. You'll, I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the world does. He can't lock you up and keep you locked up. God will make a way of escape. That's a new thing. Hallelujah, escape. Let's talk about blessing. How can God do a new thing and bless you? Second uh, Kings 4, 1 through 6. Hallelujah. I know I have my Bible up there, but it just feels like. And a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. And Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And then I'm going to, the story goes on. He said, well, I'll tell you what. Go get empty vessels and start pouring into the empty vessels. Find as many as you can. Okay. <laughs> um, told her sons, go get vessels. Bring the vessels. House is full of vessels, so she goes. 
Glug, 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 glug. That one's full. Glug, 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 glug. That one's full. Glug, 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 glug. Every empty vessel that they could find was filled. That's not physically possible. You're right. But under the power of God, what is possible? Being obedient to God, what is possible? Doing what he says will bring blessing. But you don't understand. I only have a few dollars. God can get me out of any situation. I'm I'm going to temper that with, unless I got myself in there and I did it on my own will. But God will make a way out. Lord, I repent. God, help. (laughs) God, I admit that I blew it. How'd they get themselves in debt? so bad that her sons were going to be sold into slavery. What did they do that they, you know, they didn't have a credit manager? I don't know. Didn't put it in the right CD? I don't know. But they were in trouble, and God made a way, a blessing, because she sought the living God. Now, in the Old Testament, they, you know, the prophet, the, there are certain people that, you know, heard from God. What can I do today? Well, I can come to Pastor Matt. He'll probably send him to somebody else or, or you know, he will handle, you know, he will give advice through Scripture or send you to somebody who will help you through Scripture. But do we seek God when we're in trouble? Or do we run away and say, well, I need, to, I need to work this out on my own? Really, I need God, and I need the body. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. Pray for me. What do I do? You know, the next two for blessing, I did not put a scripture down, but laws and fishes. Went to Ted's Fish Fry, bought, bought one meal, and then broke it and blessed it, and the whole half the city ate. <laughs> Part of his evangelism. Because later on, Jesus said, you know, uh, by the way, you didn't come to hear a message, you come to get fed. You became, came because there are free fish and chips. Do we do outreaches? Yes. Why? Reach the lost. Preach the message. One of the things that he did every time that that he was there, you know, the free fishes, free whatever, the message was preached. People were, and the next part, healing. How many different ways did God do healing? (sighs) He laid hands, he spoke the word, 
took spit in the mud, spit in the dirt, made mud, wiped it over. I he, there are new ways that you know. Well, Paul uh, was it Paul had handkerchiefs, napkins, yeah. prayed over it and said, "Send us, you know, lay it on them." Doctrine and movement. Genesis 12.1. Eight. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto the land I will show thee. Here you are sitting there. I was just thinking, what kind of man is Abram? Because here's a new thing coming. I want you to leave here and go someplace I'm going to show you. I don't, didn't even say he told him where he's going. A promised land. Get up, move. How many of us <clears throat> be sitting there and God says, uh, Janet, Gessler. <laughs> I might think I'm on candid camera. Somebody's playing a joke on me, you know. Stacy. All right, who's funning with me? Can you imagine the, the, the character of this man? Who God comes and speaks. He said, I've got, hey, I got something to tell you. Get up, pack up your bags, let's go. Okay. <laughs> How do I, you know, it's like the. Isaiah 43, 19. Shall you not know it? A new thing. Shall you not know it? Imagine Abraham saying, hey, Sarah, Sarai, whatever, Sarai, I think. And he goes, uh, we're moving. Where? Uh, someplace God's showing us. When? Now. Why? Uh, God said, let's move. That's also speaks something of the character of his wife, too. What do you do if your husband comes and says, or your wife comes and says, you know, this is what God's saying? Say what? Really? We're going to move? And God says, you know, I'm going to bless you, make a mighty nation. Who do you think you are that God's going to make a mighty church out of this? Who do you think you are? I'm the person God called. God calls, God fulfills. You can try to work it up on your own, but guess what? <laughs> Ain't going to work. Why am I having so much trouble? If you're following God, well, I thought so. Did you or didn't you? 
Talking about character, Acts 9. Ten through, 15, 10 through 15. Set the stage. Saul of Tarsus, Pharisee of Pharisees, trying to wipe out Christianity. He's got papers that says, you know, I am going to go, and anybody I catch that says of this Christian way, I'm going to have them thrown in jail. They're, you know, uh, I find them at a meeting. I'm going to throw them in jail. Their property is going to be uh, absconded. Uh, oh, man, they're, 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 they're going to suffer. Uh, huh. On his way to Damascus, he meets Jesus. And the Lord's speaking to him that the people hearing something, but they don't know what it is. He's down on the ground. There's a slight, and he goes, who are you? And he says, I am the Lord that you're persecuting. There's one heaven of a revelation. Everything I've been working for is the exact opposite of what I should be doing. And he gets up, and now he's blind. And in God's sense of humor, he sends him to a street called Straight. And he's there praying. And so there's another guy praying. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, here, man, here I am, Lord. Wow! You're in your prayer time, you're reading your word, your whatever, and all of a sudden it says, Matthew, here I am, Lord. Just cool, calm, collected. What character? I just, wow. Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, uh, Arise, go to a street called Straight, and inquire of the house of Judas for the one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, was seen that this man named Adonis is going to come to him, lay hands on him, he's going to receive his sight. You know, when God sends a prophet to prophesy, or he sends his vision, he all, that's a confirmation more of my heart of what God's doing. Here's Saul praying, and he sees somebody coming, going to pray for him, and he's going to receive his sight. And here he's sending a man saying, I want you to go to this person because he's waiting for you. Lord, I'm not really, I don't want to go over and talk to so-and-so. Maybe they're waiting for you. They're waiting for the word of the Lord. They're waiting for the spirit of the Lord. They're waiting for you. Do I want to hamper the things of God because I said no? Ah, oh, they don't need me to say a word. They're, they're fine. Ah. I'm afraid to speak. That's why we have uh, Holy Spirit night. 
so that we can allow the Spirit to work through us, that we can learn to hear from God, to speak from, you know, to speak His words, to do His things. Shot that rabbit. Oh, hallelujah. Anyway, well, I was, was going to go about Paul three, four, four times mentions his conversion and and what happened at this at this instant. Every time he re reveals a little more until you get to Galatians, and he said, "And he who used to persecute Christ now serves him, and they glorify God." because of me. How's that for a revelation? Because of what's in you. Because Ananias was obedient. And Saul was praying that now people are, can see the glory, see the person of God because of what is all these things that happened. God did a new thing. Hallelujah. One more story, uh, Acts 10, 9 through 14. The story starts with Cornelius, and he was praying, and God in a vision came and said, I'll tell you what, Cornelius, go send for this guy named Peter. He's staying at this house at whatever, and uh, he has words for you. Okay. So Cornelius says, uh, calls him two servants, he sends them. And here's Peter at the house. And it's getting about supper time. And he went up on the roof, I guess, maybe to pray or just to contemplate. And God gave him a vision. He sees this sheet let down with all kind of animals. And God says, Peter, slay and eat. And Peter, in his inimitable style, says, no, Lord. Yeah. I can't do that because that's, that's some wrong type of meat on that sheet. Three times this happens. Here's to think about. 1,200 years of theology is now going out the door. 1,200 years of my dietary, of 1,200 years of you, you know, this is fine, this is common, this is no good. <laughs> By the way, Jewish religion is great. Non-Jewish are bad. This is common. We are the chosen people. 1,200 years. And in a couple minutes, the Lord's going to Peter. Peter comes out of the vision, knocks the door. Hi, we're from Cornelius. We've come looking for Peter. Okay. 
So Peter, this is a new thing. Peter says, all right, I'll go with you guys. So him and some of his Jewish companions, off they go to another city. They go over to Schenectady now. They leave Troy, they go to Schenectady. And uh, Cornelius, you know, ha, I'm, I'm a God, you know, I, I love him, blah, whatever, blah, blah. So Peter starts talking about the gospel. You know, Jesus died on the cross. Jesus paid for their sins. And the Holy Ghost falls on, the, on all these non-believers that are now believers. All these Gentiles that for 1,200 years were excluded from their system is now included in their beliefs. Woo! Talk about changing 180 degrees. And he says, by the way, Holy Ghost fell on them. They're believing. We got to water baptize them. And later on, he gets called in front of the council, James, and, and at the church in Jerusalem. You're speaking to Gentiles? He relates a story, and he goes, well, I guess God's grafting them in, uh, a wild olive branch into the olive branch. 1,200 years of doctrine gone. I'm going to close with two new things, spiritual. It's not on here, but uh, escape, blessing, doctrine, spiritual. Day of Pentecost. Up to this time, it's like the Spirit of God fell upon somebody and they prophesied. Even King Saul prophesied. But now, every believer can be filled with the Holy Ghost. A new thing, I mean, I, it's like they saw these people and they go, huh, they've been drinking the sacramental wine. Oh, look at them. Listen, prophesying. He says, this is a thing prophesied. And, and it was Joel, a new thing. Shall you not know it? The biggest new thing, up till when Jesus died on the cross, There is nobody literally in, in the heavens. There are no people in heavens. They're in Abraham's bosom, a holding cell, waiting to go to heaven. 1 Corinthians 15 talks that Jesus is the first fruit of the dead. People have been raised physically from the dead, but people have now can be raised from the spiritual death of the original sin of Adam. This day, today, if you have never experienced that new thing of a relationship with Jesus Christ, this is your day. You can do a new thing right now. You can receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Believe, you, you, it's a simple prayer. Lord, forgive me for my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And I will see you forever. Now, there's a whole bunch of doctrine that goes there. There's a whole bunch of things that are included in your new life. 
And if you pray that prayer in your heart, you say, I want that forgiveness. There's a place on the back of the card, I believe, to check. I have received Jesus as my Lord and Savior for the first time. You're sitting there and saying, well, I fell away. Hallelujah, it's time to fall back. Do a new thing and re repent and come back to the fold. God says, I'll do a new thing. Shall you not know it? It's a knowing today that rather than being hell-bound, you're heavenly seated with him. Amen. Every sin forgiven. Amen. A lifetime to work it out. Amen. A lifetime to grow in God. A lifetime to experience the new things of God. Amen. But this is the day that he has made. Thank you, Pastor Steve. There are many ways to give here at Redeeming Love, and there is a card in the chair backs if you want to give a check or cash. Also, there are other things right there on the slide that will tell you different ways to give. Um, a while ago, I was when I was when we were in worship, I found myself in this position. One hand raised up to God, but my other hand ended up being just kind of just right here, like this. And all of a sudden, it hit me that um, that's the stance of a Christian, is that we give God our praises, and he fills us. He fills us up as we give him our praise. And I thought how, how important it is to sometimes look at the way we're standing before God. You know, are we standing? There are times when we stand and we bow before him. Sometimes we are flat out in front of him. And sometimes we are just dancing <laughs> like David did in front of him. And sometimes we are just reaching out to him for help. But that whole stance of just when we reach out to him, he is always going to fill us. And that's financially as well. When we reach out and we praise God for what he has given us, he will fill. He will give us what we need, financially, spiritually, all the way around. So sometimes when, you, when, you're, when you're praising, just, just look at your stance and just praise God that he will always, always fill us when we reach out to him. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we just thank you that you always fill us. No matter what our need is, you always fill us. You never leave us empty. We thank you for the blessings that you've given us. We thank you for the gifts that we can give back to you, Lord, for the gifts that you give us that we can pour out for others, including the gift of our finances, Lord. We just ask you to bless this offering, and we praise you and thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Those of you who are online, there are also places where you can go online.
to give. If you are a first time a guest with us again, please make sure and go to the Connect Corner back there so they can give you a free t-shirt. Also, our prayer and healing team is gonna be available right beneath the screens on either side here. Please take advantage of that. I mean, it's a blessing that we have that in our church it's, and, it, and they are doing amazing things. Um, and we have a word of knowledge. We have a word of knowledge today, so if there's anybody in here with an infection in your leg that came through word of knowledge, so specifically if that's you, come on over here to this side. We want to pray for that. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, this week. Uh, give thanks all week long, and uh, we will see you next week. New sermon series, Divine Healing, next week. See you guys next week. <laughs>